rising grand rising and priming powerful beings today i'm going to be talking about feeling your emotions and not eating them feeling your emotions and not eating them is a way of saying that my emotions are here for me to feel communicate with me not for me to eat out myself out of them so we're going to tap in we're going to have conversations that need to be had when we need to have them that's what ed talks daily is all about it's a, it's about growth in all aspects of your life and today I'm going to be talking about feeling your emotions and not eating them. In this season, um, it's either we can actually get love or we can try to get love from food. Is it actually we could cultivate an environment of love or we can cultivate an environment of self-hate that masked as love? Somebody says, whoa, what are you talking about here? All right, here's what I'm saying. You might love yourself so much that you eat yourself into hating yourself. Somebody said, what you mean by that? You love yourself so much and you just want to feel good. So you eat yourself in a way that doesn't feel like you love yourself. So we're going to tap into loving yourself, feeling your emotions and not eating them. Feel loneliness, but don't eat yourself out of it. Feel the anger, but don't eat yourself out of it. Feel the need for comfort, but comfort yourself in a healthy way. So keep tapping into this episode of Ed Talks Daily if you want to have this conversation. Let's go. Feeling your emotions and not eating them has to do with first making a decision. I'm about to eat, but I'm not about to eat myself out of control. I'm about to eat, but I'm not about to eat myself out of pain. I'm about to eat, but I'm going to eat myself into feeling better, not eating myself into the hiatus. All right, so let's have this conversation. Now, the reason why we're having these conversations is because a lot of times we want what's sweet, but sometimes we need what's sour. A lot of times we want what makes us feel motivated, but a lot of times we need to hear what makes us more disciplined. So growth is being in the spirit of let's grow, let's get to the next level. And also growth is being in the spirit of, you know what, let me see what's stopping me from getting to the next level. And I'm as a holistic lifestyle coach, my goal is to show you both sides of it. And here's the side of it. Yesterday I talked about your traumas and how sometimes you just have to not necessarily ignore your traumas, but choose not to have them rule your life. And by that I mean every season you don't have to experience the same thing over and over again if it's not pleasurable. So, came up with the theme and said, let's make it pleasurable. Become pleasant. Pleasantness. Let's make pleasantness the theme for this week. Let's make pleasantness the theme for this season. Let's say, how can I be more pleasant? Where the people I'm hanging out with, people I'm meeting at the dinners, how can I be more pleasant? So I said, let's focus on pleasantness. Why? Because if we don't focus on pleasantness, anything else will take that, right? Anything else can take that. You're like, what do you mean by anything else? Any pain else, any other pain is going to try to take over your pleasantness. Anything that you feel like you should have, could have, but don't have will try to take over your pleasantness. Anything will try to take over. So once you stop fighting for what you want, what you don't want will take over. And I'm here to tell you that you have to be very intentional and deliberate about what you want. 
and I'm going to talk to you about feeling your emotions and not eating them. Why, why must we have this subject? Because a lot of people undo at the end of the year what they worked the whole year for. I don't want that to be you. You hear me? A lot of people undo at the end of the year what they worked the whole year for, which means somebody had a goal of losing 30 pounds. They lost the 30 pounds. But came November and December, they didn't know that they can actually enjoy their food and not put the weight on. As the motivator, I don't like the concept of investing a whole year into your growth and development, growing till the end of the year, and then losing the growth. Somebody says, well, I didn't lose the habits. Yeah, you didn't. But now you have to start over with those habits. What if you could build upon year to year, rather than by the end of the year, you spend all your money shopping, you spend all your money eating your food, or you spend not even all your money eating your food. We're not even going to go crazy that some people, you're still going to have leftover money. But you spend a you spent a lot of energy consuming when you spent a whole lot of energy the whole year to actually say, I need to prosper. I'm going to eat healthy. I'm going to detox. I'm going to fast. So I want you to finish strong. Somebody says, okay, what do you mean by feeling my emotions and not eating them? How does emotions cause you to eat? Let's talk about the cravings and how emotions cause you to eat. If you're feeling salty, anxious you might want salty foods because you're feeling salty you're feeling anxious you're feeling salty if you're feeling like you need some love in your life you might be craving sweet foods you're feeling sweet you're feeling like you need some sweetness in your life you might be crazy free food i need some love love sweet if you need some comfort and you're like man i just need i need a big teddy bear i need somebody to hug you need you you probably feel the need for creamy foods now you need some comfort if you're really angry at the world, you know, they say you're not you when you're hungry, right? You want some chips, you want to crunch something, right? Because you, you're feeling very angry, right? So some people are very salty, some people are very sweet, some people need some comfort, and some people are very angry. But guess what is really good for you? The bitter. If you, it, which was really going to help you is bitter is good for the heart. So it's funny how it works. What you really need, you might not even crave. I want you to hear that. What you really need in this season, you might not even crave. So you have to ask yourself, is this what I need or is this what I crave to ignore what I really need? This is a very important question to ask. Is this what I need or is this what I crave to ignore what I really need? And when you really go to the root of that question, most of the times when you, when you crave any sort of food, you will realize on the other side of that is another desire that was nothing to do with the food, right? The other night, I wanted some chocolate ice cream, right? And I think I went, I went, it was something where I felt like, uh, I need some love. And I went, I was like, okay, I see which, I see where you just came from and why you want that. So I'm having chocolate ice cream late at night, right? That's because what I really needed was some love. But I wanted some chocolate ice cream, right? So I got the creamy comfort and love all in one shot. And of course, I was a little angry and salty. So I had to get some potato chips, angry and salty, need a love, potato chips, and ice cream, right? So our cravings often causes what? It causes a coping mechanism. I crave, so I cope, right? So now, here's how we want to switch it. I crave, so I give myself what I crave healthily. This is just a different mindset. Now you don't even have to fight what you want. You just got to get yourself something in alignment with what you need. Y'all, you hear me?
Now, somebody says, how about we just have strict discipline of never having that? Well, we can do that. But why would I tell you to do that in a time where I know emotionally you might be in this place, you might be in that place, you might be in over that place. I know emotionally you might be in many places in this season. So why would I say, okay, just be strictly disciplined and don't eat nothing? So as a good coach, as a wise coach, I'll tell you this. Make sure if what you want is in direct proportion with what you need, then you are, you're not eating unhealthy. So here's an example. You want some creamy. Why you want creamy? Because you really you want some comfort. Shouldn't it be better to find comfort on your own? Of course it'd be great to find comfort on your own. But let's say you had a berry with cacao powder and coconut water smoothie when you feel creamy. Instead of having a milkshake, you had an all-organic berry. Or maybe you're feeling... It's like you need some sweet and you went and you had an acai bowl with some fruits, acai in it, and some oats on there. You're enjoying that. You're just like, oh, that's really good. Now, guess what you did? You just learned how to hack your craving. You fulfilled your, your desire, right? And you enjoyed what you got and you fed yourself nicely. So this is how we want to do it. So you're like, Thanksgiving, shouldn't I eat what I want? Right. Go ahead and enjoy the foods that you're going to have. Now, how can you do it in a way where you're aligning what you want and what you need? So somebody will say, like, I would love to have some mac and cheese. How about finding out how to get a vegan mac and cheese? Somebody will like, man, I'd love to have some fried chicken. Maybe some fried oyster mushrooms. Somebody will like, I would like to have whatever it is that you would like to have. There's actually a way you can have it in a way where you're not having the disease that come with it. No matter what you want, you can always get what you want and what you need at the same time. You're feeling salty, like I, I'm just so anxious and I want something salty. Go get you some olives, right? You're feeling salty and you want something creamy. Get you some olives, some avocado, make you, or get you some beets, chips, and dip it in your guacamole, eat it with olives. Guess what? You learn how to hack your cravings, where you have, where you even you still give in to your cravings, but then the craving becomes so healing that it's not an issue. It's not something you're doing bad against yourself because when you really look at it, you're doing healthy alternatives. So the season, my reminder is. Feel your emotions, don't eat them out. Now, somebody said, you just gave me a hack on how to eat healthily when I feel craving for salt, sugar, creamy, salty, um, crunchy. And then now you're telling me feel my emotions. A lot of times, if we just have a response to eating out of your emotions, then what you do is you eat out to deal with your emotions. But if you deal with your emotions and then eat, you can eat out and enjoy the food after you deal with your emotions. So what, is, what does it mean? Overindulgence usually is to run away, I'm going to do something that's going to give me a high. If you get the high, 
you still can run away, but now you're not going to be, oh, I need that much high. I need that much high. So you're going to do it more. So somebody says, my heart is broken. Should I not have some ice cream? Sure, have it. But don't have a pint of ice cream when you haven't even touched the surface of your emotion because now you're getting an out of control because you never know where you're going to end up when you're an emotional wreck and then you're eating a bunch of ice cream. So what I'm saying is the starting point must not be the coping mechanism. It must always be you tapping into what you're feeling, understanding what's going on, and then actually understand and then actually in your mind, in your spirit, in your body, either being okay, either forgiving, either letting go, either growing from, either accepting, whatever it needs to be done. And then afterwards, you make wise choices, knowing how your body works. Knowing that you might be craving sweet foods when you feel like you need love. Knowing that you might be craving salty foods when you're anxious. Knowing you might be craving crunchy foods when you're angry. Knowing you might be whatever your creamy foods when you need comfort. Knowing all of these things, then picking the right alternative because we know that the spirit is willing but the flesh is weak. So you might be like, okay, I'm willing to be disciplined and deal with my emotions and not eat. And you still want to eat. I know because I know because I'm a human just like you. Right? Ain't no difference between being conscious. It's just about making choices. So now you hack yourself into if you're going to eat that ice cream, it's a vegan ice cream. Right? You're going to eat some chips. It's all, not all natural chips. It's not Doritos. It's not full of chemicals. So now you're making yourself healthily. So now, another thing is going to be the size of the portion, the size of the indulgence, the size of the coping mechanism, the size of the hack, feeling, filling yourself with healthy foods, giving yourself what you want and matching it what you need. It's going to be the size of it. It's not necessarily the indulgence that's the issue, but it's the amount of indulgence. It's like, how much of it do you do it in one sitting, right? So let's say I gave you that acai bowl, for example. You said, boom, I want some creamy foods. And instead of making another decision, right, or I want some crunchy foods, instead of going for fried chicken, you went for fried mushrooms. Instead of going for dairy ice cream, you went for acai bowl. Instead of going for a cake, you went for something healthier. Now is how much of it are you going to have? And how much of that do you keep needing to have? So it's like, okay, you discipline yourself to say, I'm going to have a piece of that. If, especially during Thanksgiving. You know, I'm going to have a little bit. I'm going to enjoy that, right? And here's the thing. Let's, let's lose the fear of this is a lack mentality. I got to eat everything right now because it's, it's available right now. Look, there's always going to be food. Just because you have options don't mean all the options need to be taken advantage of. Options mean you get to pick out the best thing for you at that moment for what your taste buds requires. Options doesn't mean I have a whole bunch of different possibilities. Now all of it has to go on my plate. No, an option means I have possibilities and there's a probability that I'm going to choose this amount on the basis of what is attracted to me at that moment and what my stomach can handle and what I decided to have. This is a different mentality. Most people is so in lack that not only are they going to fill up their plates with stuff they don't even want to eat at the time, 
but they're gonna take stuff home to eat it for three days, four days, five days, six days, as if they, as if they always needed to do that. But they they don't learn the idea that I can savor and enjoy this food now, and I could enjoy another food later. I don't have to enjoy this food for five days, ten days, twenty days leftovers. And there's something that happens because now the leftover becomes. What's left over in the year? Don't fill up what you worked for the whole year with leftovers. Because your whole goal, you lost 30 pounds, 20 pounds, you clean out your intestines. Don't clog back that thing back up because you're worried about the leftovers, right? Just eat what you eat, enjoy what you enjoy, even if you're gonna give yourself a free day. You're gonna be like, yo, I'm gonna be pescatarian on Thanksgiving, or I'm gonna be not pescatarian i'm gonna be whatever-tarian on thanksgiving great give yourself whatever day you want to give yourself i'm not about obstructing you causing you to be stuck or whatever give yourself whatever you need to give yourself but make sure you don't keep giving yourself that for another day another day another day for those of you who are more disciplined to say no i'm not going to let up because it's thanksgiving as fact i'm going to stand strong in my standards some more and i'm going to change the culture a little bit because you might have the ability like, let's give in on Thanksgiving. Let me eat that meat. Let me eat that chicken. Let me eat that beef. Let me eat that ham. Let me eat that turkey. What if you said, I'm going to be so strong in what I said I was going to do, the lifestyle I chose I choose to live, that you're not going to give in. You're actually going to bring in something that your family never experienced before. I had a lasagna that was made out of what is it called again? Eggplant. It was eggplant lasagna. It was beautiful, tasteful. I had zucchini. I had mushrooms that tasted like chicken. Like, what if you say, you know what? I'm going to make some vegan mac and cheese or something. Or I'm going to make some ackee and saltfish or something. Like, I did some ackee training. Go get some. I'm going to make a meal that I'm going to enjoy. I could put some of my family members on. And I'm not going to deter i'm not going to eat this this way that's discipline but going back to the portion sizing it's saying that i'm not going to use a leftover of the year to eat up leftovers to dismantle and undo all of the work that i did all year because i'm afraid that i'm going to lose certain food that i can always have if i want to have them because i'm full of abundance i got money i got opportunities to cook this is not the only time I can eat this food. So I'm not going to overdo. I'm not going to undo what I've done by doing this to myself. That's a big decision to make. This is the year to give up leftovers because you're robbing the leftover progress you can be making. You need to go ahead and get into 2023 with clarity. So don't, don't end 2022 with toxicity. If that's how you begin 2023 with clarity, don't put parasites in your belly and your colon and your small and large intestine right before you can actually conquer the year so what i'm saying is be conscious of that portion sizing cravings and how you're dealing with it now what else do we got we have that late night eating boy it gets darker earlier, it's late, like sometimes you might miss track of time, you might have fell asleep a little early, you thought it was late, but you, it was. then you woke up, you're like, I'm hungry. 
sometimes late night hunger is unbearable. And it's not that we can't not stop ourselves from eating. It's just that sometimes we just don't want to. And who am I to say that's not okay? I like to say you're human. But on most days, one should not ever late night eat. But if you must, can you do it the most effective way possible with the lightest food? With, the, with some fruit, with some something that's really a go-to. That if that does happen, you do it in a better way. Now, I'm not telling you to go do it, but I'm just being just real honest, and I just know how it happens. If you will eat late at night, will you get dairy and sugar, like milk and cereal, which is like literally toxic? Or will you say, I'm going to have a late night smoothie? Or I'm going to take a late night spread, healthy fat. Late night, I'm going to have just a little tiny bit of avocado or pesto or whatever, just with a little slight, like, I'm going to make it healthier. Right? I'm not going to order, like, 3 a.m. fried chicken. I'm not, like, I, I do Uber Eats, and I'd be seeing how people eat. I'd be like, man, I wish I could coach them right now because they order McDonald's. I'm like, oh, Lord, Lord, what is you doing? It's too late to eat to be eating that, Right? So I'm not telling you to go eat late at night. I'm saying that if it does happen, how have you structured yourself in a way where you know that you're not going to overindulge in certain foods? So this is about knowing yourself, right? Overcoming binge eating, overcoming late night eating. Powerful things this season. This is how you don't undo all the work you did all year, right? This is very important that you really, really watch it as we get into wintertime. Guess what? At the end of the year, the more mucus you create, the more you are, you are breaking down the walls of your immune system, possibly leading yourself closer to being sick, especially as the seasons change, as the weather change. So the best thing you can do in this season, while most, while you're going to be tempted to be undisciplined, is actually to be more disciplined than ever. Somebody said, that's oxymoron. How could I be more disciplined in the time where I have more temptation? I discovered that discipline that you fight for is the biggest way to prevent giving into temptations. What I mean by that is when you are so determined to keep your discipline and you discipline your disappointments, and you appoint yourself with what you said you were going to do, staying in integrity, and one with what you said, you create something that repels lack of discipline. When you are so adamant about this is how I choose to be, this is how my life is going to be, this is how I'm eating, this is what I'm going to navigate through, this is how I'm going to be, and you, you own that, you, you, you honor that everywhere you go, you're going to create a wall to repel bad decisions. It's almost like you're going to have a stamp on your forehead that says, don't even offer that to me. I don't do that. Right? It's almost like you're going to have a stamp on your head that says, I don't even do that. I don't engage in that. Right? It's almost like you're going to repel certain things. People don't even ask you about that. Right? People go into that restaurant, they're not even going to ask you if you want that. In fact, people are going to think about you and create stuff just to go around to help you out. Right? So that's called what discipline does. People honor your discipline when you honor your discipline. People honor what you say you're going to do. They're going to adjust for you when you don't adjust easily. And what I mean by that is, 
if you stay true to the idea that I'm a pescatarian, I'm a vegetarian, I work out, I meditate, I do this, I'm, this is what I do. If you stay true to it, long enough, discipline in it, you own up to it, and enough people know about it, you'll find people don't even ask you, oh, you want to eat that? Right? So the temptations start reducing itself. Oh, you want to go to this place? You want to go to the club? They're, no, no, we know we, we know we don't. You know that's not the type of person that go there. Oh, you wanna you wanna go gossip about some people? No, I just don't do that. But you, you wanna you start with your discipline will repel your disappointment, right? Your level of discipline in what you do, how you eat, how you move, how you think, where you go, is going to start to repel your disappointments, and is going to then attract what you're supposed to be appointed with. So your discipline does not only repel what you don't want; it attracts what you do want what you create. Because if you're a disciplined person that exercises, just by the very environment, we'll start to get people around you that wanna invite you to working out stuff. If you're the very person that's disciplined eating, just by your very mental environment, physical environment, you will be prone to eat healthily because when you look around, you're only gonna see healthy stuff. Because your discipline will attract what you want, it will repel what you don't. This is true. Now, somebody says, what happens when I let, let up on my discipline? There's a tool that's going to be used to discipline your letting go of your discipline. And that's either shame, that's guilt, but we must not look at them as limiting emotions. And sometimes that's just you remembering the promise you made to yourself. That's the feeling of what you had before you let that thing go, right? But here's the thing. Some people let guilt trip them. Don't let guilt trip you. Some people let shame keep them hidden. Hidden. You must let get guilt wake you up. Guilt trips you, but start walking the right path again. But some people trip and they fall on their face into shame. That's called shame. Some people are guilt. Oh, I should have done. I could have done. I didn't. Okay, now let me adjust. That's called disciplining your disappointment. What is disciplining your disappointment? You recognize your mistake. You recognize where you let up. And then you discipline your disappointment by changing what you do. And you can do that today. Let's say somebody said, no more fried food for me, no more meat for me, no more toxic relationships for me. And you, and you mess that up today. What's stopping you from saying, tomorrow I'll do it again. Like just one more day, let's try this one more day. Tomorrow, I'm going to switch that up. What's stopping you from that? Oh, well, I did. I was on a streak and I messed up my streak. Forget your streak. We're not in this for streaks. We're in there to see how long we can stay off the streets. Forget the streaks. Can you stay off the streets? You're like, man, I, I, I went back to the streets. I was like, I thought I was out of the street. I went back to the streets. <laughs> Just get back in your house. Get back in the home where you was getting things done. Right? It's a shift that we know if you feel a little guilt, oh my God, I should have called my mom. I should I haven't called her. Pick up the phone and call her. I should have called this person. I didn't call him. Pick up the phone and make that happen. Oh, I, I should have done that. I didn't do it. Pick up the, do that thing. So guilt will wake you up when you're walking down the wrong path. It probably will trip you. But shame will allow you to stare in your face and keep looking into the ground. It will keep you down. Empowerment and adjustment says, I tripped, so I noticed I was going around the path. I shouldn't have went that way. I'm woke, 
So now I'm taking the right path. I'm going to keep walking that other way. Somebody says, that sounds so easy. I wish I could do that. How do I do it? No. No is going to be the most powerful word you're going to need to say. So somebody says, how do I not eat late at night? How do I adjust myself? Say no to yourself. No, no, Ed, you're not having that right now. How do I not pick up that, that call? Uh, you up? No, I am not up. But how can you text me back? No, I don't know. I'm texting you in my sleep. I have an automatic repelment to say no, I'm not up. <laughs> you got to learn how to say no to protect your peace, protect your joy, and create what you want. That's called discipline. Discipline is not as much yes as you can say as much as no. Most people think it's a yes. That's decision. Decisions are a lot of yeses. Decisions are you actually saying yes to a lot of things that you've been saying no to. Discipline is you saying no. Backed by a decision of you saying yes to a certain way of being. Y'all want to hear this? You discipline yourself enough. How many times your parents disciplined you and it was like, no, don't do that. No, no, no. Right? You can't, no, no, no. Often we hear no when our parents are disciplining us because there are certain things that doing does not serve the household. And you know it as a parent. You know it. So you say no. That's You discipline your children usually with no's. Right? Usually the decisions that children wait upon from their parent is yeses. Mom, can I go to the field trip? Can I do this? Yeah, they're waiting for the yes. And usually you might say a no when you want to discipline them to say, well, you haven't been good. Or no, no, let's be more disciplined with our money. No, no. No is powerful discipline. So you have to learn how to say yourself, tell yourself no enough so you can give yourself space to grab onto the yeses. No, Ed, you cannot eat late at night because the yes is... We want to, we're going to stay healthy. I say yes to my health when I say no to my coping mechanism. I say yes to my vitality when I say no to the scarcity mindset. I say yes to abundance and wealth when I say no to procrastination and a lack mentality. You get what I'm saying? So with discipline, the no's. No, can't eat that. No, you're not going to be lazy. No, we're not going to accept these negative No, I'm not. No, no, no. That's how we're saying yes. So somebody hits you up and they say, can you go to the club tonight? And you know you got some financial obligations. You got some spiritual revolution in your life. And you're like, nah. But because you kind of have this little pleasing thing and you like you like you don't like to say no to people. You're not disciplined because you want to please people with your yes. And to say yes to please is to say no to what you really want. So the more you say no is the more you're giving yourself a yes. So a no to them is a, more, a lot of times a yes to you. And we got to learn how to be okay with saying no to them and say yes to ourselves. And if somebody says, but I don't like how it feels when I say no. I want you to understand that on the other side of a no is a yes to something else. No, I can't hang out right now. But you're saying yes to I need to focus on my business and my dream and my goal. No, you can't really be my girlfriend. But yes, I'm saying yes to the gift that God gave, put me in me and I'm revealing it. I say no, we can't have sex tonight. I'm saying yes 
to keeping track, like whatever. Every no is another yes. You're saying no to the food, you're saying yes to your health. You're saying no to sedentary lifestyle, you're saying yes to vita vitality. You're saying yes to your blood moving. You hear what I'm saying? So no is just as important as saying yes. Now, I want us to finish this video with a yes. Comment yes in the chat if you want to say yes to yourself. And what's the yes? Yes is the decision. Leaving this, make a decision that you're going to feel your emotions and not eat yourself out of them. Make a decision that you're going to, if you must, eat yourself into joy, eat healthily in joy. If you must eat yourself out of anger, eat healthily out of anger. Crunch some vegetables. Crunch some healthier chips. If you want to say, look, you want to be able to say, I'm going to say yes by saying no. Decide, 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 decide. Decide that you're not going to make a leftover culture what's going to rob you of the leftover of the year, of the progress you're going to have. Right? Say no to re-experiencing the same childhood trauma in the holidays by saying yes to choosing to be pleasurable, pleasant, to choose to be pleasant, to be forgiving, to be grateful. Right? Say no to drama by saying yes to going to see your mama. Say no to what does not serve you and say yes to what elevates you. That's my message, and I'm sticking to it. It's the Holistic Motivator. And shout out to everybody for tapping into this episode of Ed Talks Daily. Feeling your emotions and not eating your way out of them. If you want to continue listening to this podcast, go to edtalksdaily.com and subscribe. And of course, if you're a constant listener, make sure you leave your boy a review. Five star, say something nice. On Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Audible, that's going to help elevate the podcast to a whole other dimension, reach more people, impact millions of lives, and as you know it, continue to do the work that God put in my heart to do, and that's to empower people to live holistically, because that's what changed my life. So, if you want to transform, you want to grow with me along the journey of becoming the best version of ourselves, subscribe to Ed Talks daily and leave a review. To those of you who want to get more on and want to start detoxing after Thanksgiving, December 1st to the 21st, before Christmas. We're doing a last fall juice feast right before the winter season. So we're going to do another fall juice feast, December 1st to 21st. Go to HolisticLifestyleTribe.com if you want to sign up for that. And I'm going to guide you from a progressive day, week one of letting go, week two of fueling your spirit, week three of breaking the fast. You want to do a 21-day juice feast. It's not 21 days fasting first week we're slowly replacing meals with juices and lessening the meals for a whole week which is very progressive second week we're just juicing and herbs third week we're going into fruits soups raw and then cooked so that's the third week go to holisticlifestyletribe.com or go to falljuicefeast.com if you want to get access to that that's falljuicefeast.com if you want to get access to that with that being said, I want to remind everybody watching, you have the unlimited power in you to transform your life, to feel what you feel and heal, and not always eat yourself out of what you feel. But first, you got to believe that, and you have to say no 
to what don't serve you by saying yes to what elevates you. And until that happens, the world forever miss the best version of you. So remember, 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 let your light shine. Don't hide it. Don't dim it, baby. It's the holistic motivator in the building. And shout out to everybody who was tapping into this episode of Ed Talks Daily. Let's grow. Let's grow, baby. One more time. One more time. Let's give, let me give him a horn. Let me give him a horn. There we go. There we go.